of ABC's Lost to see how that episode fits into the series as a whole. Today, I'll be looking at episode 608, entitled Recon. This is the 111th episode of the series, and there are 10 to go. A quick feedback reminder, you can always say hello to me on Twitter, where I'm Looking Back Lost. You can send an email to lookingbackatlost at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on the webpage by visiting lookingbackatlost.podbean.com. And last but certainly not least, you can call the listener line 732-707-1815 and share your thoughts about the podcast. With that, let's jump straight into the Wikipedia summary for this week's episode 608 Recon. In 2004, the Flash Sideways Timeline, James Sawyer Ford is a detective for the LAPD, along with his partner Miles Strom. He is searching for Anthony Cooper, the man who conned his parents, causing his father to kill his mother and then himself, as seen in Outlaws. He has recently traveled to Australia in his search, telling Miles that he was instead in Palm Springs. Miles arranges for Sawyer to go on a blind date with Charlotte Lewis. The two hit it off. However, after being intimate, Charlotte discovers Sawyer's folder containing information on Cooper, leading Sawyer to angrily throw her out. Miles confronts Sawyer the next day for lying about going to Australia and decides to stop being Sawyer's partner. After realizing how lonely he is, Sawyer visits Charlotte, who turns him down. Sawyer decides to open up about his past to Miles right when a car being driven by runaway Kate Austin, a fugitive, crashes into his own. He chases her down, leading him to recognize her from their encounter in L.A. X. In the 2007 original timeline, we are following the events of the episode Sundown, in which the man in black is now leading the others that he has recruited, along with Saeed, Claire, and Kate. They rendezvous with his other recruit, Sawyer, who is tending to an injured djinn. The man in black sends Sawyer on a reconnaissance mission to the smaller Hydra Island to spy on the survivors of Ajira Airways Flight 316. Back in the camp, Claire attempts to kill Kate while Saeed watches impassively, forcing the Man in Black to break up the fight. The Man in Black later explains to Kate that he told Claire the others took Aaron in order to give Claire something to hold on to. He also compares himself to Aaron, stating that his own mother was crazy. Claire later apologizes to Kate and thanks her for taking care of Aaron. 
On Hydra Island, Sawyer finds all the passengers dead and encounters a woman named Zoe, who claims to be the only remaining survivor of Flight 316. Sawyer realizes she is lying, and with that a cavalcade of armed men appear and escort him to their leader, Charles Widmore, who has returned on a submarine. Sawyer makes a deal with Widmore, he will lead the man in black to a trap in exchange for safe passage away from the island. Sawyer travels back to the main island and tells the man in black about the deal he made, stating that he is loyal to the man in black. Sawyer later reveals his true plan to Tate, to turn both sides against each other and escape on the submarine while both sides are distracted. With that, let's now get into my thoughts about this episode, an episode that is good by every measure, but not great. There's definitely something a little lacking. Perhaps it's because they are indeed setting up pieces that will be uh, pursued later on. Uh, there's a, you know, it it's a quite good flash sideways story. So the fact that the island story is a little run of the mill, perhaps that's that's only made a bit more obvious by the uh, the compelling sideways story. But anyhow, the episode opens with no previously on Lost. Uh, and in fact, there's this wonderful crane shot of Claire's hovel. And then we see Sawyer poking around and waking Jin up. Uh, with that, between the two of them, there really is a nice, organic, natural recap of the fact that Jin and Sawyer know that Locke isn't Locke, and that Sawyer is now Team Smokey, owing to the fact that Smokey said he's leaving the island. With that, Smokey returns, along with his new crew, including Kate, with whom Sawyer has a very kind of longing couple of moments before he flashes sideways to the very familiar moment of Sawyer and a cutie post-coitus as he gets ready to con her, or so we think. The guy wants to see the money up front. Don't worry, it won't take long. I'll be right back. Me and you'll go for a round. Whoa. Step away from the case. Take it easy, honey. Here's the thing, Dimples. I can spot a con man. I'm married to one. So I know all about the pigeon drop. Oh, what? That case just accidentally flew open? How stupid do you think I am? Pretty damn stupid, actually. Excuse me? This is a setup, lady. There's a van sitting right outside. The room is bugged. The place is surrounded by cops. So now you want to put that gun down and we'll work something out. They don't care about you. They want your husband. There's a tracer in the case. All you had to do was take it back to wherever your hubby's hiding out. You really expect me to believe that you're working with the police? This place is surrounded. How come no one came to save you? I don't need saving. Because you're going to do the right thing and put that gun down. But if you don't, well, then all I got to do is say the magic word and that door busts open. You're a lousy con man. The floor. The what? Please, stop the gun! And you're back. Cutting a little close, huh? One way to cut it. Put your damn clothes on, Jim. You got it, partner. You're a cop. Surprise. What I love in that scene is that there's a confident, determined presentation to Sideways Sawyer while he talks to the pretty lady. 
Then, of course, there's that shocking reveal that he's telling the truth and the even more fun reveal that his partner is still Miles. Very, very fitting uh, moment indeed. With that, we get the title card and Clara lovingly picking over the stick baby. It's a great, small, touching moment, both that one and the next one, when Kate asks what the stick baby is. And Clara rather clearly, clear-headedly, that is to say, and plainly tells Kate that the bundle of sticks was all that she had. The story moves to outside the hovel, where Smokey Locke has a key bit of information after promising to share whatever needs to be shared with the group. Uh, and the key bit of information is that that nasty black smoke killed everyone at the temple. He clearly here is presenting himself as different than Smokey. Now, I don't take this as proof of the separate duality discussion that we've had, the separate duality between Smokey, uh, the smoke monster, shall we say, and the man in black. That still is something that I'm not uh, entirely uh, comfortable with uh, in terms of arguing you know, in, in a positive manner. But it is interesting to note that this is um, just how Smokey is, is spinning things with his new troops, that he's promising to be open and honest while lying. Sawyer then asks Kate if our heroes got out of the temple safely, and she verifies that everyone, uh, except for Miles, that is, uh, has gotten out. She doesn't mention Miles, so Sawyer specifically asks about him. This is, I think, meant to be a reminder that Sawyer and Miles spent three years working together, and most of those three years were, were unseen by us, the audience. Um, but it is, however, proof that a friendship uh, was born in, during those three years. And it, it is, of course, a friendship that uh, lasts a few lifetimes. With that, we flash sideways to Detective James Ford, LAPD. Thank you very much. And he's calling Anthony Cooper's, plural, in what we, the audience, wordlessly recognize as an attempt to still exact revenge. What follows is a quick spilling of uh, a series of half facts. Miles interrupts the phone call, showing that Sawyer is keeping this hunt quiet. There's some talk about Sawyer's supposed trip to Palm Springs, implied to be part of the real, uh, the, the hunt for the real Mr. Sawyer. Uh, Miles announces that he set up uh, Sawyer on a date with someone who works with Miles's dad at the museum. It's all being highlighted in the scene, and that Miles has a girlfriend. These are all wonderful, juicy little tidbits, many of which, of course, uh, get uh, pursued tonight, and some of which get pursued in future episodes. With that, the scene wraps up with a very, very earnest Miles bromancing Sawyer by reminding him that Sawyer can tell Miles anything. Isn't that great? With that, the story goes back to Smokey and Company. Smokey, by the way, still sporting the shirt with the knife hole that I mentioned a few episodes ago. Smokey announces that they'll be making camp here for a few days. Sawyer balks and gets a one-on-one -on -one that feels extremely tense for us, given that we know Locke is Smokey. And indeed, in that scene, Smokey fesses up uh, as to the exact same uh, truth that he is the smoke monster. He confesses that to Sawyer. Uh, the scene progresses as being largely functional, Smokey reiterating that he just wants to leave the island and so forth. Uh, and indeed, the next scene is of the same ilk, 
Locke sending Sawyer to Hydra Island to infiltrate the Ajira folks uh, and to use their plane as an exit. Here we are, episode 608. You know, the, uh, the finale is already being slowly worked on, slowly, uh, you know, those pieces slowly coming together. With that, we get an act break and then Sawyer getting ready for his blind date, which I think, given the most meager of details, woman who works in a museum, we, as first-time viewers, shouldn't be that surprised as to who's waiting for him, but we still can be delighted to see her nonetheless. Excuse me. Would you be Charlotte? And I certainly am. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Thank you. Archaeology, huh? What's wrong with archaeology? Charlotte is a beloved character for being tough and feminine, despite her rather short tenure on the show. And that scene reiterates the wondrous nature of the Flash Sideways world, where we get to see old friends return. And it's a charming scene where Charlotte is forthcoming and Sawyer initially puts up a wall until she pushes him to open up, and he does. Uh, he mentions that he was going to be either criminal or cop and decided to be a cop. There, things quickly turn steamy, but I think that we in our hearts just feel it's a misstep. Uh, there's passion in these characters, just not with each other. And, you know, I think the music suggests it, too. The scene where they go for their role in the hay, it's intimate, but it's not romantic. And kind of, uh, you know, once it's all over, there's a nice touch in Charlotte's delivery as well. She's clearly smitten and kind of in a puppy love type type moment, despite Sawyer's... Uh, the look on his face is kind of like, well, I just bedded the girl. Again. Uh... Anyhow, having indeed successfully bedded her, Sawyer steps out for water and sends Charlotte to his top drawer for a t-shirt. Well, gee whiz, that also happens to be the exact drawer where he, he keeps his binder full of his deep, dark Sawyer secret stuff. Is that rather hand of the writer? No, it's very hand of the writer, particularly as Sawyer comes in, makes a scene, and sends her a packing. Not the show's finest moment. That the sideways is over, and Sawyer pulls up to Hydra Island and takes a trip down memory lane, the bear cages and Kate's dress, given by Tom, who didn't care to peek, of course. That is, of course, also the dress that she wasn't wearing when they, you know. The story moves back to Camp Smokey, where Saeed continues to look kind of unconnected and soulless, uh, this is something that we saw evolve uh, or devolve, you might say, uh, in his appearance uh, in Sundown, and it's something that continues even in this scene. Sayid, are you all right? No. With that, Claire finally attacks Kate, but tellingly, I think. The, the thrust of this fight is actually about Saeed indeed, as you hear Kate calling out for. Saeed, who simply watches forlorn as he's rotting from the inside. What are you doing? Claire, you had disappeared. Kate couldn't find you. She did what she had to do. She took energy. Can't just do this. Well, 
Nothing like de facto Papa Locke smacking his de facto daughter one good than sending her to the corner for a lecture. This smokeocracy is certainly a strange, strange place. With that, we go back to Sawyer, who wanders across the Ajira plane, kind of stumbles across uh, the nose of it first, hiding it, I suspect, uh, so that we don't see the line between the set piece and the part of the plane that isn't there. At least that's how it looks at first, but the shots grow wider and wider, revealing what certainly appears to be more and more of either a real plane or the first third or so of the fuselage. My bet is that it's the latter, that it is, you know, the the first third, not 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 a whole plane. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a nice slow reveal nonetheless. With that, Sawyer follows a strange track. It... I, I, I think initially the read is that it, it must be a coffin, Locke's coffin, but of course we've seen that carried by plenty of people, carried off Hydra Island, but there's a sense of disconnect ultimately as to what could have caused it. And Sawyer happens across a very dead pile of dearly departed Ajira bodies. Very, very dead, and in fact the one in the purple looks particularly soulless. And it's an effective presentation of the scene there's the stench of death which is punctuated by the makeup and especially by the buzzing of big flies that uh, i'm sure must have been computer generated with that sawyer is tiptoeing along until he hears someone then chases after her tackles the bespectacled newcomer who declares herself to be the only one left and the act ends we return in flash sideways where a familiar face comes to take his penultimate bow Excuse me, Seth, I asked you about my brother. I told you. I'll be with you in a minute. Hey, uh, I'm looking for my brother. Uh, he was arrested at the airport on a drug charge. Sorry, not my apartment. Morning, sunshine. Come with me. It's a double-punch moment. The return of Liam Pace and a reminder that Charlie is still out there in this Flash Sideways world. With that, Miles talks to Sawyer mano a mano uh, by way of a third punch, a punch to the face, and the revelation that Miles knows Sawyer went to Australia too, we can only assume, search for Anthony Cooper. Miles resigns as Sawyer's partner and storms out. Then, rather predictably, Sawyer, Sawyer stares into a mirror that's right by him and even more predictably punches it. Get it because he's sick of the sight of himself. He's self-loathing the things he does. It's the old look at yourself in the mirror and punch it because you hate yourself trick. Flash sideways over. Sawyer is talking to his new glasses-wearing friend who identifies herself as Zoe. Zoe, who seems to get as much information from Sawyer as she shares with him regarding her sympathetic story of hoping for rescue, hearing screams, and finding death. Now, perhaps it's my repeat viewing memory, but there really is something vaguely inauthentic about the delivery of her sob story, justifiably so, as we'll learn before too long. But that the story moves to, sobby Kate having a good cry among the trees. It's familiar for us, and as Smokey appears, there's a quick amount of disdain and confusion on his face. I think the way an adult might look at a butterfly with a hurt wing. You care, 
for a moment, but then you kind of quickly decide you don't care as much. Smokey explains, essentially, the need for a bogeyman in order for Claire to survive, uh, for everyone to have an other to fight, small o. In this case, the lie uh, Smokey told Claire about the others, big O, taking Aaron. Smokey continues to be so supposedly transparent and charming. This Kate is curious where Sawyer went, and gee whiz, Smokey will show her. First, the story moves back to Sawyer and Zoe on the beach. She's just continuing to chat and chat and ask questions, lots of questions. And it's just starting to truly be suspicious, and not just for us. Where'd you say you were headed? What's up? Your flight. Where were you going? Oh, uh, Guam. What's in Guam? My boyfriend. You're good, sweetheart, but you ain't that good. What are you talking about? Who are you? Put your weapon down! Drop it now! Your name even Zoe? Sir Sawyer? Down on your knees! All right, all right, you got me. I love how in that scene, Sawyer is just completely nonplussed. Here he is, caught again, backed into a corner. He knows it's just time to face the facts, wait for an uh, an opportunity, and to go with the flow. As you heard, there's an act break, then the story, in a good but frustrating kind of way, resumes with Locke and Kate on the beach, Looking at Hydra Island, uh, you know, why can't the story continue with Sawyer's recent capture or his compelling flash sideways? Of course, they're going for ultimate tension here, and this story quickly turns compelling as Smokey and Kate have a heart-to-heart. I know what you're going through. But how do you know that? Because... My mother was crazy. Long time ago, before I looked like this, I had a mother just like everyone. She was a very disturbed woman. And as a result of that, I had some growing pains. Problems that I'm still trying to work my way through. Problems that could have been avoided had things been different. Why are you telling me this? Because now, Aaron has a crazy mother, too. Though Smokey has spent lots of time in this episode recapping and pre-capping, if you will, it's a valuable scene insofar as it's the first time Mother is mentioned. There's also just fantastic uh, acting in it, too. Smokey seems impatient behind his eyes, trying desperately to get his way accepted as he kind of also 
as to highlight how, how congenial and open he's being. With that, the story finally moves to Sawyer again, where he sees red shirts putting up. Hey, is that a portable sonic fence? He's brought to this uh, sub dock and it all clicks, um, whether it's repeat or first time viewers. Of course, this was all Widmore naturally. We don't see him yet, though. Instead, we flash sideways to Sawyer returning home to his neat but dark and empty apartment, his evening consisting of beer, a frozen dinner, and the biggest darn clue about the nature of the flash sideways thus far. And where does it come from? It comes from an episode of Little House on the Prairie. It's not me I'm worried about. Just don't know what I'd do if anything ever happened to you or Ma. Anyway, nothing's going to happen to us. Not today, anyway. That's the way you live this life. Each day, one at a time. Now, if you spend your whole life worrying about something that's going to happen, before you know it, your life's over. You spend an awful lot of it just worrying. Hey, you hear that? Now, that's what life's all about. Laughing and loving each other. And knowing that people aren't really gone when they die. We have all the good memories to sustain us until we see him again. It's hard not being afraid, Pa. I know, sweetheart. I know. That's what this life is really about. Laughing and living and knowing people aren't really gone when they die. That's what we hear in that clip there. Speaking of people being gone and not gone, it's gone people like Charlotte who, of course, has returned in this episode. It's all right there. The show is is so daring to give us a clear whiff of the sideways plan, and they move slow enough to let us ponder it as well. For indeed, gone Charlotte returns in the next scene as Sora arrives at her doorstep with what she calls puppy dog eyes and a sad sunflower. It doesn't work, and he's rebuffed, but is that the point? No, it's the show reminding us that people aren't really gone when they die. And speaking of dying, it looks like Sawyer might be as he's led through the sub, though he does stop to note a doubly locked door that we'll learn later on holds our secret savior. Sawyer at this point has his sit-down with Widmore, whose freighter sins are recounted and whose Ajira deaths are claimed to have been done by someone else. With that, a new plan is laid out, Sawyer will be the double agent and ferry Locke back for Widmore to kill with the price of safe passage home paid to Sawyer and company. There's a wonderful little line here, too. Sawyer asks how he knows he can trust Sawyer. Sawyer says it's the same way Sawyer knows he can trust Widmore. What's unsaid is, I can't trust you, but what other options are there? They have a hearty handshake and ends the act. After the act break... Weepy, thankful Claire hugs Kate and cries and thanks her for taking care of Aaron. It's catharsis for her and vaguely nice for us, but also rather color by numbers. It's essentially just a scene saying that this is a conflict, Kate versus uh, Claire. It's a conflict that can now be called done with. With that, we cut to Sawyer returning and sharing news of Ajira people dead and time for the triple cross. Widmore, armed crew, sound pylons, and something in a, yes, a mystery box, JJ fans. All of that 
is at the service of catching Widmore and company unawares, all this sharing to Smokey. For first-time viewers and repeats alike, it's a disappointing turn of events. We want Sawyer to be the frontier sheriff on the edge of society, but still fighting for the forces of good. And speaking of that, we flash sideways to, essentially, frontier, uh, frontier sheriff Sawyer, who, of sorts, confesses to Miles that he's been searching for the real Mr. Sawyer, and our James Ford has been, in fact, on the edge of society, but still on the forces of good. Not very good, though. Sawyer does state his desire to absolutely kill Anthony Sawyer. With that, the scene wraps up quietly. Well, mostly. It really is a heck of a car crash stunt. Multiple angles, you really feel the car hitting uh, uh, Sawyer and Miles' car. And though we can't see at first who's on the run... Who else would it be? It is, after all, what Kate does. Son of a bitch. The episode starts to conclude with Island Kate poking at the fire, clearly wondering what's what, and clearly prepared to judge her fellow Team Lock players. What's for dinner? Rabbit, I think. Good, I'm starving. What are you doing running errands for Lock? I ain't running errands for nobody. He said he sent you over to the other island. Did you find the plane? Yeah. That ain't the only thing over there. A guy named Widmore set up camp on the beach. Got a whole team with him. Guys with guns. They're here for luck. So what are you gonna do? I'm gonna let them fight it out. And while they got their hands full with each other, you and me are getting the hell off this island. Even if we could get on that plane, who's going to fly it? We ain't taking the plane, Freckles. Taking the sub. You know, it's one of the least lost-worthy endings of an episode. It's not that it's bad, it's just incredibly flat. You know, big whoop, he's taking the sub. That requires a sub driver, just like a plane requires a pilot. And maybe, you know, being in control of a sub is somehow easy or fine, but it's also easy if you have a pilot, relatively easy anyway, that the sub is now an exit strategy is thematically nice. Sawyer, of course, you know, should have gotten on the Dharma sub in the 1970s, but is it really cliffhanger worthy? Not really. I think it kind of, it's, it sums up an episode which is not full of fault, but isn't full of greatness either. It's just kind of in the middle there. It's kind of you know, a lot of flash, but not a lot of bang. 
despite <laughs> despite Sawyer <laughs> banging twice in the episode. With that, friends, let's take a look at Lostpedia for the bits and pieces I have missed. They note that this episode marks the first time that the name of Oceanic Flight 815 was specifically mentioned in a Flash Sideways timeline. They also say that uh, in the Flash Sideways timeline, Miles mentions his father's working at the museum, which of course we talked about, uh, but Lostpedia notes that this is later confirmed in Everybody Loves Hugo. Lostpedia also says that uh, according to the official Lost podcast, this episode's title was intended as a double meaning. On the one hand, the man in black sends Sawyer on a recon, reconnaissance, mission to Hydra Island. On the other hand, the title can be viewed as a pun, to con again, re-con, based on Sawyer's past as a con man, referring to his Flash Sideways counterpart's occupation as a police officer specialized in busting con men. Also from Lostpedia, when Sawyer refers to Charlotte as Indiana Jones, this is an inside joke to Rebecca Mader's audition, where she was supposed to be like a female version of Indiana Jones. Also, Zoe is wearing the same watch that Ben is wearing uh, in The Man Behind the Curtain, and the same one that Howard is wearing in Some Like It Hoth. A popular uh, piece of uh, clothing indeed. Penultimately, from our friends at Lostpedia, Evangeline Lilly becomes the second cast member to appear in 100 episodes. This is the only episode of season 6 in which Matthew Fox's Jack does not appear. This is consequently the last episode of the series in which he does not appear. And finally, from Lostpedia, this episode was originally broadcast on March 16th. That is, for at least us in America, 316. It addresses the fate of Flight 316's survivors after the principal characters leave to go to the main island, and it is the first time that the plane has been shown since Namaste. With that, let's take a look to next week's episode, 609, The Unparalleled, The Wonderful Abiturno. 610, we have a friend return in the package. And with that, I mean, you realize with 610, it will be... Under 10 episodes, at least single-digit episodes remaining for Lost. Certainly uh, feels like it's going along faster and faster here. After that, Happily Ever After. Everyone Loves Hugo, that, that, that's an you know, incredibly important episode. And of course, more from, more from there. So with that, everybody, thank you very much for listening. It is always uh, so nice that we can get together and talk Lost. I hope, by the way, that you will... Uh, Take a listen to some of the recent adventures I've had on other podcasts. You can search iTunes for PH Geek. You can see the PH Geek Pop Culture Podcast, which uh, had a, a little layover over the winter and now is heating up again. We most recently talked about uh, seeing Iron Man 3. We'll have an episode about, uh, about uh, Star Trek Into Darkness before too long. Uh, also, there's the, uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast that PH Geek is doing. We're looking ahead to uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. television series on ABC. Returning to uh, an ABC TV show certainly will be nice. So I hope you uh, take a listen over there. And uh, even if you don't, I will talk to you all again next week. We're 609, Abiturno. Take care, one and all, and bye-bye. <laughs>